Hey, 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 world, it's me, Tamara Brown. Who am I? I am an author, blogger, website designer, as well as a brand and visual strategist and the host of Blog Diaries. Broke, lonely, angry, and horny, turning your mess into a beautiful masterpiece. So, guys, I wanted to talk a little bit about if these bedroom walls can talk. And... I started this series on my blog called Her Story, and it tackles not just depression, but women in general, our hard conversations, the things that we don't talk about, the hurts that we don't deal with, the issues that we don't face. In the first series, I deal with mental illness. And I thought about um, bedrooms. And as I'm writing this story, if bedrooms could talk, I realized that when a woman walks into the bedroom, it is the most sacred place, right? It's your privacy. It is where you can hopefully lock the door. That woman strips her clothes. She takes off. She changes. She goes into the person that she really is. She removes her makeup, the one that she wears on her face, and the one that is that she covers up inside of her heart and soul. It is the place, and I speak from experience, where she cries where she deals with her depression, where all of her hurts and anxieties go into that bedroom. Especially, especially if you are single. This is not for married people. And I, and I say this not to be funny, but you share your bedroom with your mate. For a single woman who lays in her bed by herself, that is the place where you become you. And if my bedroom walls could talk, they would tell you a story of how many tears I shed, how many times I thought of things to end all of the pain and the misery that has been inside of me for years. It is my sacred place to suffer. But it also is my sacred place to heal. It is the place where I have come to the conclusion of becoming a better me, And killing those thoughts that live within me. My bedroom walls would tell you a story of how many times everything that I heard about me or gossiped about me or said about me that I took it to my bedroom floor. Meaning I cried and wrote and put it all on the paper and said this is what they said about me, and then I would put my feelings on those papers, and my walls would be the only person who knew of my secret and my wonderful podcast audience. Um, They would know my secrets. My secrets of how sometimes I work hard on graphic design, and I feel like I'm not good enough. If my bedroom walls can talk, It would tell you how many times I discouraged myself from going a step further. But in the same breath, looking and hoping for an opportunity to say that I can do this again. If my bedroom walls could talk, it would tell you of every fear that I live with. It would tell you how it felt how I felt a lot of you do not talk about your hope you don't talk about what hurts you 
You give synopsis and I give reality. That's just who I am. I give reality. That the people that I've let go in my life, I cried about it. But on the outside, I have said, that don't hurt me no more. But in truth and in honesty, I walked into this room and I cried a thousand tears. If this bedroom, if my bedroom walls could talk, they would tell you that I too thought I was ugly. I too thought that everything that was beautiful about me, I needed to enhance. That I needed to look like this person, I needed to look like that. That's just who I am. If my bedroom walls could talk, it is the same place that I thought of suicide on many of occasions and then got up the next morning and opened that door and pretended as if nothing had happened the night before in my bedroom. A lot of us are afraid to say that. I'm not because here's the reality. It will save someone's life. In this time of COVID-19, a lot of our friends are not dealing with their loneliness. Some of them have been taught and raised to say, my feelings aren't hurt. That I'm not struggling with having to be quarantined because people are saying some things and some ish about you need to level up. I already know I need to level up. But now I got to face me. Now all my makeup is gone. Now all my eyelashes are gone. Now y'all, I don't wear all that. But I wear my lipstick once in a while. But I don't do the foundation and all that. Right? Um, I just don't. I do a little eyeliner. But now I don't feel pretty because I don't have my weave. So I, I, I'll be damned if I take a selfie. If these walls could talk, I'm craving. I'm craving attention. I'm a crave. I'm craving for someone to give me time and energy and be genuine about that. If these walls could talk, every time I post on my Facebook wall, no new friends. Really, would be my need for someone to gift me their time and energy to be genuine and not walk out the door. And say ish about me. I can no longer. And, and honestly. If my walls would talk. And if they could talk. They would tell you. There's times that I wanted to curse people out. Tell them everything they did that they hurt me. Show the documentation. Because it always beats conversation. Oh. I wish. I would allow my walls to talk. My bedroom walls know all of my secrets, all of my pains, all of what ails me. But when I walk out that door, when I walk out that door, I stand with my head up high, I wipe my tears, and I conquer the world. That's me. That's you. That's somebody you know. Smiling. Head up high, flawless from head to toe, even without their hair done, even without their makeup on. 
they pretend. They pretend that they're good when they're really lonely and depressed. And when they walk in and they say an F you and F everything around me, that's just some anger inside of them. Their anger is sadness. Their anger is shielding their weaknesses and their disappointments and their discouragement and their determination is at an all-time low. And all they can do to keep that high and I'm not talking about that high of drugs or alcohol, but that high of determination, that high of success, that high of being the best damn person is to, to tone out everything and everybody. To say, fuck your feelings, fuck your hurt, fuck your pain. You don't have time for that, boo. You got money to make. You got dollars to get. You got time. You got a time to shine. And if you allow that to come a part of you, it will destroy you. And you know that. So you leave it in your bedroom. Right there on the floor. The walls are watching. They know your story. Today I encourage you. And I empower you. To get you things that you need for you. Because I tell you this, if these bedrooms could talk, they tell you the real deal about who, me, she, and you. Some of my sisters that are single think that it's the end of it. They keep trying to figure out what's wrong with them. They try to do this checklist and they check it twice. I know, I've done it. It's about all over my walls that I've written. I can do this. No, this is what's wrong with me. I'm going to fix this. I'm going to fix that. I'm going to fix this. I'm going to fix that. They're in a process. In those bedroom walls, that's where they found their healing. That's where they had their highest moment of connection to whomever their higher power is. If these bedroom walls could talk, you understand that what you did she knows. All those words you said about her, she knows. That she had to tell a dude goodbye that she loves to death. But she knew that there would never be that a queen doesn't settle. A queen doesn't accept mediocre. A queen doesn't accept all of the trauma and drama that he brings to the table. So she chooses to be alone again. In those bedroom walls, she wonders what's wrong with her. You can't fix that. You can't fix that. Mommies, daddies, grandmas, boo-boos, you can't fix it with fake talk, especially if you don't understand. You might, un you might can relate. You might can empathize. But you can't understand. Because, see, here's the problem. Every woman is, is made differently. Every woman is made differently. And we have this horrible habit of putting people in a box. And giving one antidote when their problem is their problem. And the solution to it is different. Some of us can't wrap our heads around that. And so... During this quarantine time, 
I will not tell you to check on your strong friends, right? Because you should know that. I will not tell you to fake the funk when you really don't want to talk to this person, but you really want to know what's going on so you can share it with other people. What I will say is genuinely love on that person. For the person who is dealing with loneliness and depression, get around people and even and especially during this time it's difficult because we on quarantine, we on lockdown. We can't be around people. But discover what you want. I told one of my daughters to write a list of the people that you want to manifest in your life. I want you to, to write and I and I did it. I just I recently a couple of last month <laughs> and yesterday, I wrote a list of everything that I wanted. And everything that I don't want. Then I went on my list. Because like I got to check me. right? Because I can't be perfect. right? Because sometimes you got to check yourself. I wrote a list on my side. Of the things that I needed to change. And the things that are good about me. It seems cliche. But it works for me. Find what works for you. If what making a list and checking it twice. Don't work for you. Do a vision board. If a vision board don't work for you. Whatever it is, is but I do believe that you manifest and attract what you want, right? And I, a lot of times, I see it every day, especially on social media, especially when I'm in Walmart, right? Because it seems to be the go-to place I've been going to a lot, and not just to buy a lot of stuff, but I go to Walmart just to walk around. I actually get my exercise in at Walmart because I circle the store. It's just my little tip, and it, and it gives me time to clear my head and think. Walmart and me are friends. I'm for real. Because if you walk around Walmart, you know, you get your cardio in. But I'm just saying, just fat girl, fat girl tips to fitness. But <laughs> all jokes aside, guys. But it also helps me to understand, to clear my head and have clarity. I know exactly what I want. And if nothing else, in my bedroom, in my personal bedroom, it has taught me acceptance of self. It made me really, when I got alone, it made me deal with myself. It really did. It, it just said, Tamara, deal with you. And I started to write a list of things that, no, but I don't want that. Mm-mm, can't deal with that. And people, and really, I cut off the world. I was in, I'm in school and I'm doing finals. So I'm really in study mode right now. But in, in creating, I'm, I'm studying and creating because I have to, present a portfolio of different things. But one of the things that I realize in my quiet time is I know what I not what I <laughs> I know what I will not settle for. This quarantine time and just dealing with all that I've dealt with this past year and believe me, 2020, I thought 2019 was tra- 2019 was training season. 2020 was girl, this is what you will not settle for. You was in training, not a real ish. And let me tell you, when it's time to fight, y'all better believe every every dagger, every every person that you thought, everything will come at you. And I do believe that it has made me stronger. Um, but in the same breath, it has taught me to deal with myself. It taught me not to settle. And and it was like, nope, not settling for this. Nope, not dealing with that. Mm-mm. And it scared me for a minute. It scared me because I knew years ago what I didn't want. 
But you know how you get comfortable and you be like, yeah, well, if I take this, he'll, uh, this person will change or that person will change. But I, what I've learned is you don't change. You don't change. You don't become better. You come slighted. You come angry. You come pissed off. You become all those things. And I was like, I can't. For the love of life for me, I cannot settle for less ever, ever again. And that's just me. And so I think if my walls can talk, it taught me to deal with my loneliness and accept it and become healed from it. Because I, I, I know what I want. And I think that also being a creative person, I have to work alone. Because there's parts of me that want people around me, but a, another part of me that says when it's time for me to create, you can't be around me. Because I'm not attentive to you. Right? So that's something that I had to deal with. Like, why, you know, I, at one point, I was even angry about being creative. Seriously, because I was like, here I am being creative, creating stuff for people. I found that two things. People liked me more because I was creative, but really didn't like me. They just liked what I do. So it, in that, it taught me, yo, T, they only like you for what you do. So deal with them on a business level, and I promise you, that I cleared, that was probably the hardest, um, the hardest journey to get over. People didn't call me every day to see how I was doing. They called to see if I could do something for them. And I could always tell because they would talk to me for like two to three business days. And then that'll be it. Then that'll be it. And then they'll be like, oh, girl, you did a good job. And then I wouldn't hear from them anymore. So I knew where I stood with them. And if nothing else... I would bring that to my bedroom walls. And I would, I'm telling you, ball out crying. Ball out crying. And I was like, Tamara, this is business. And I literally had to put on my wall, business is not a loving affair. Know the, and literally, it's on my wall. Know the difference between business and friendships. Separate the two. And I, and I, I kid you not, that was a, that was a struggle for me. Because you think that everybody that you're cool with is your friend. And certain people only want you to create for them. So I just created. So now that I keep it on a business level, it has helped me. More than you know. Right? More than you know. And people get mad at me. People like you different. No. This is business. This is strictly business. I know where you stand. Don't try to fake the front. Don't try to have a conversation with me. I'm not. I'm not even into that. Because I knew where you stood. You showed me multiple times. So I keep things separated. Um, so that's one of the things that if my walls could talk. It would talk about I struggled with that. I also struggled with letting people go. I would know that they're that their energy was toxic and it made me toxic, right? Because I think that, you know, toxic people feed off toxic, toxic people. And I started saying, no, I don't, that's not how I want to be. But I was doing it just because I want to be your friend. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do that no more. So I started letting go of toxic people. And it wasn't because I didn't love them. 
here's the problem. I do. I love them deeply as friends. Um, love Lloyd. But I was like, this is a roller coaster. And it hurts. Because I'm fighting for something. And again, I'm in the ring. And I'm getting my ass toe out the frame. And I, and I was like, I lost. I'll take the L. And I'll tell people that in a minute. I'll take the loss in a heartbeat. <sighs> I lost. Right? Um, and then I started to go to counseling. And it really helped me deal. And she was like, I just, and I was sharing the bedroom analogy with her. She said, I love that. She said, girl, <laughs> you know, but it's true. If these bedroom walls could talk, they would tell our true stories for single women. Because it's different from married couples. They're sharing a bedroom with their husbands. So it's not their sacred place. Their, their sacred place may be the bathroom or their prayer closet or, or in the basement or their office. But for single women, I can almost guarantee their sacred place is the bedroom. And especially for single moms. And as a single mom who has been single majority of the time, my place of sacred was, right, my bedroom. That was my sacred place. So, and then before that, when I didn't, I was sharing my space with, you know, sharing my space, it was the bathroom. So, they all have a connection. They will tell a story of, if they had to tell the story of my life, it will tell the story of how I dealt with loneliness, but conquered it. And I continue to conquer it because it's not an easy path. It's not an easy path to tell. So, And I hate, oh, I hate when people say, girl, God got you. I know he got me. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about me. And people throw religion into what people are personally feeling. I'm not saying it doesn't it work. It doesn't work. And, I, and that's just my belief. I'm not saying it doesn't work, but it doesn't work for everybody. It's not everybody's elixir or fixer. And I, and that's just real talk. People have prayed and committed suicide. People have wrote letters to God and still committed suicide. So I have to look at things realistically because it is what it is. And I know that for a fact. Literally know that for a fact. That that wasn't what... I And literally... I became more angry at God at because he didn't give me the at because I thought he didn't give me the answer and the answer didn't come from always people. It didn't. What it came from was just writing. And maybe, you know, the higher power had a lot to do with that, but a lot of that was writing and creating. I, graphic design helps me deal with more than anything is depression. When I'm lonely, I create. And I create damn good stuff. Right? That's the gift. When I'm angry, I write. And now I podcast. If I said everything that was inside of me, if these walls could talk and they were this walls were gossipers, whew, honey, they would tell you everything. Yet people have no idea how I shield my lips. Because I know that I value people feelings. If I said the things I wanted to say. But that's just. And, and two. I also think before I speak. Because the one thing I had. And I had to learn that. That didn't happen overnight. The one thing I learned is words have power. 
And words have power of either damaging a person or building them up. And sometimes when you're thinking that you're giving that tough love, you're actually tearing people down. So I always watch my words. And then I'd be like, ooh. And I'd be like, listen. And I always say, this is this is to help you. Even when I'm talking to my children, I try to watch my words. I'd be like, you know, and I give I give what I think might help. And what I say to them, I'm not sure if this is the right answer. This might help. Tailor it to what fits you. And in dealing in loneliness and dealing in depression, because it's a part of my blog. And it's a part of a lot of people's blog. We have to understand that that's not nothing wrong with us. And and I had someone say that to me the other day. Because you choose not to settle. People could be around a thousand people a day. But that doesn't mean that they're happy around the people they're with. Know the difference between being around a lot of people and still being lonely. And know the difference of being around people who fulfill you every day. And that's what I go for. Like, life is too short. We, like, really in quarantine time. I would rather be around people who fulfill me. I would rather be around people who give me a sense of, of when I'm around them that I'm comfortable. But that's just me. And I would rather choose being alone in my room or alone doing what I need to do than to be around a bunch of fake assholes. Now I'm just joking. <laughs> I just had to say that. It just came out so naturally. All jokes aside, but truth. And I just, it just, it, I was like, oh, I just cannot do that anymore, right? So, in dealing with that, I had to deal with me too. Because I was like, Tamara, are you being fake? Right? Are you being fake? Do you really like that person? Do you like, and I remember, Years ago, this girl, she was cool. We would hang out, but we debated on everything. I looked at life totally different than her. You know, she came from Bougieville. I came from Ghettoville. And she did not see life the way I did. And when my son got sick, he first got sick, she said to me, Tamara, you can work and take care of your sick son. You can do all of this because I had a cousin who had cancer, and she did all of it, and I was like, okay, and at the time, I cursed that ass out, I can't even, t- I can't even lie to y'all, <laughs> I cursed that ass out, and I was working, but she was like, you get a second job, and you could do this, and I'm like, your child comes first, and so, three years later, she had a son, right, and her son got sick, and her son, she tried to manage it all and she had to call me back and apologize she said I never knew what you were going through going through and I'm so sorry that I'm so condescending and so rude to you but at that point it was over because it had ended the friendship for me I was like you know you can't you, you gotta and I gotta work on forgiveness I didn't even realize that <laughs> my brother was like <laughs> he said you're the quiet unforgiving person you like I but I, I did forgive her, but I just was like, I'm not effing with you no more. Because we just battled everything. It was another friend. Um, 
we were, you know, working out together, both big girls working out together. And one day, she knew that I had food stamps, right? I ain't ashamed to say that, because again, I was a kid, sick kid. And so I had food stamps, and she'd be like, Tamara, let me, let me, could you buy me groceries? And I would, like, because I wanted to. I would buy her groceries. But one day, I had, you know, my, I think it was Alice's birthday or something like that. It was I had a birthday party for my kids, and and I, you know, I had tapped out. I said, I, I don't have it. Well, a girlfriend went off on me right at the park. Do y'all know? Well, she attempted, let me just say that she attempted to go off on me. I let her say what she had to say, and then I started just going in, right? Because I, I can do that. And then she apologized two weeks later, but that was over with. said, I forgive you, but we can't chill together no more. And to this day, she still reaches out to me on Facebook, and I leave her on unseen to the point where I blocked her. And the reason is, is I forgive you, but I already know what you, you already told me how you felt about me. That you only like me because you, I was helping you out. You were clear on that and concise. That hurt me. That hurt me to my core. And so I went back into the history, just recently went back into the history of me doing those same habits. And I was like, nope, not doing it again. I'm not going to be around people who settle for me. That that contributes to my loneliness. That contributes to my depression. It's nothing worse than being around people who really don't want to be around you. That's just the facts. But anyway, guys, I wanted to talk about this because this is quarantine time. And it actually, yes, it did make me cry. So if y'all asking me, am I crying? The answer is yes, because it does hit a sore spot. It does hurt. But we have to deal with it. We can't become better. We can't heal if we don't deal with the ish that is bothering us. Have the hard conversations with yourself. Even if it's in your bedroom. Go to that therapist. Call them up. You ain't even got to go today. Now you ain't even got to get up and go to the office. Call them up. Have those hard conversations. Deal with it. I don't care if it makes you cry. I don't care if it makes you look weak. I would rather look weak temporarily and become strong afterwards. I'm going to get all the help I need. Ain't no shame in my game. I'm going to talk about it. Because I know women that are suffering. I know women that are, 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 who can't, who won't even walk out their bedroom. And if I can help you walk out your bedroom and say, look, sis, this happens to me too. Ain't not, let's walk this walk together. You walk it at your house, I walk it at my house. But I know that the bedroom walls are talking. And if they talk, I'm sorry. I know if my bedroom walls could talk, they would say some ish. About Tamara P. Brown. They will show you. The ugly of me. Going through my stuff. Going through my depression. Going through my lonely angry and horny. It would show you. And I'm not ashamed. And you shouldn't either. So guys listen up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for letting me share. Visit my website at www.tamrobsterwrite.com And let's stay connected. Let's stay connected. Listen, guys, be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Help somebody heal today. You might not get it. You might not understand it. And when I say help somebody heal, just open your ears and close your mouth. Listen. Listen, listen, Linda. You never know. You never know. So, guys, have a good day. Bye-bye.